Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. This is Rochelle from Talking Mom to Mom, and this is episode 16. Today, we're going to be talking about direct selling. Um, Direct selling of companies like Usborne, Mary Kay, Avon, you get the idea. We're going to talk about how that can benefit you if you're thinking about having your own business, how you can be successful, and just, just talking about how, you know, it's viewed from a customer's point of view helping moms in business and having an income from home is something that Lindsay and I are really passionate about. And this is one option that a lot of moms have found to be quite successful. And some have not really quite got into it, but maybe they're thinking about it. So we both have a little bit of experience in it, quite different experiences. So we're here to help (laughs) you navigate that area. (laughs) And we'll discuss our very different experiences, but we'll be here to, you know, maybe give you some tips and ideas and see see where it goes. Maybe you can make a decision by the end of this whether it's something for you or not for you because it doesn't work for everybody. Some, some right. people, and, it's just not their thing. And we're not pitching one brand over another. There's a lot of good direct selling brands out there, um, some that are not great and then others that are really great. And so we're not, we're not pitching one brand <laughs> above another. Um, that's not, that's not our game. <laughs> right. 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 This is this, in general, I think that it's important when you uh, start on that road to choosing a business that you pick something that you feel comfortable with, a product that you, you really like and have used and can be really honest about. So that could be something different for everybody. You know, don't sell Mary Kay if you don't like makeup, you know, <laughs> or if you don't wear it, I guess it wouldn't be a really good fit. So you have to find a good <laughs> fit for you. And that's – I've tried several, but when I say try – Keep in mind, I really didn't try. I was someone that got really big, those big eyes when you see those really awesome packages, like, oh, if I join, I'll get this array of stuff at this really good price, and then I'll have the option to sell. And because I worked retail when I was in college, and I worked that for years, and I I was successful at retail, I I was good at it, I thought, well, this will be, you know, an extension of that. Now, for many people, it is. For me, I just, it didn't work. I really didn't put a lot of effort into it. I really didn't try really hard. And it's different to have someone come into a store where you already are asking about a product that obviously they're already interested in because they're in your store and you're selling it to them. It's a completely different game when you are going to them with a product. It doesn't always happen that way because some people might know that's what you're selling so they come to you. But it's a different game. And it wasn't my thing, but I will fully admit I did not put as much time or effort into it that I should have. And there's a couple reasons for that. And some of it is because I felt awkward, you know, having to pitch things to people. But I don't know that I would have felt quite as awkward if I didn't have things pitched to me in a way that wasn't proper. 
So I kind of didn't want to be, you know, how you get those, the impression of somebody, telemarketers calling you on the phone, everybody wants to hang up on them, and it's a running joke. Well, it's kind of how I would see people selling multi-level marketing, you know, that kind of thing. And I didn't want to be that person. But yet, there's so many products that are fantastic. There's so many products you can't get unless it's through someone who has direct selling. I mean, I love, you know, Usborne Books, Mary Kay. Um, there's a Pampered Chef. I love Pampered Chef. And I would never, never was I offended if somebody were to invite me to a party. I love it. But I didn't want to come across as pushy or as using my family and friends. And because I had seen it done poorly, it was hard for me to get out there. And I suspect for some people they might be feeling the same thing. They might say, oh, but I had that one Avon lady and she was just, she never left me alone and oh, I just couldn't take it. And then what you do is you get a bad impression of the entire market. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's, it's, you had an experience, maybe a negative experience with one person. Maybe they're just handling it improperly because those companies, they try to give you a lot of support. But it depends on who your team leader is, you know, how much support you're going to get, if you can go off script, how confident you are. So I, I had not seen it done well until Lindsay. Lindsay is very successful at it and not <laughs> annoying at all. And so I'm really curious to hear how she was able to make it a success and how she presents herself to other people because she does it beautifully. And had I seen that example before I tried 50 other things, I actually might have not felt so awkward or weird about doing it. And I know a lot of people that I've talked to and they say, oh, no, I don't want to sell this and I don't want to sell that. I don't want to be one of those people. Well, sometimes it's just you're seeing an example that isn't the best. And maybe if you saw an example of someone who took it very seriously, understood it to be a business, and took the steps that you would take with a lot of different types of marketing and a lot of, you know, different types of education that you would get in business, you would have a different perspective, someone that knows more about, you know, the, the etiquette of customer service. And But, you know, I guess some of these people, you know, sometimes you got to give some people a break. It's really hard. I, I don't have a business that is direct selling. I do have my own business. And it is hard to get your bearing straight. It's hard to – it's everything is, you know, you're testing it, seeing if it works, seeing if it doesn't work. And you're going to make mistakes. I think sometimes we're – a little bit harder on people because we didn't want the product. Or they're, like, for instance, I have someone that I didn't speak to for years. I've had this happen on multiple occasions. Someone I did not speak to sent me a private message wanting to sell me something. And I just thought that was rude. And I'm sure most people would agree that was rude. But I don't know why they decided to do it because I would have thought they would have thought the same thing. But, no, nope, that's what they did. And so that turned me off. It turned me off because – I actually had the impression that I would have to do that. Like, oh, my gosh, is that what you – are you trained to do that? Do you have to do that? Because I well, just can't do that. Well, and actually a lot, of, a lot of people are just trained to out of the blue, just private message, anyone and everyone you know. That's a, that's a lot of what people are told to do in pretty much any um, direct sales company that I've come across. So it, that is a – it's a – a method, <laughs> one one method that is promoted. <laughs> right. But that's not what you do. So no. why don't you tell us about your experience and your success because you're very good at it and how you can encourage others to not feel awkward and actually make something out of this and make it a business that 
you know, other people can respect and they go, oh, no, you know what? You're making me want to sell that product. <laughs> well, I guess the one thing I want to say as you were talking, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, a lot of people see direct sales as not a real business. And it's because so many people, we call, like you said that you bought a kit here and there because uh, you thought that the you wanted the the products that came in it, but you didn't actually want to put the effort into selling it. And so right, we call right. them kit, kit collectors. <laughs> but, um, so, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's a lot of times you can spend a little bit of money and get a lot of good stuff. I actually did that with an essential oils company once. I didn't want to sell it. I, I, you know, paid so much money and got all of these essential oils and, I never used them. <laughs> so, but that's a nice way that you can get a lot of product for a good deal. And um, one of the, but like I said, a lot of people don't really see direct sales as a legitimate business. And I, I think that's where the rub comes, but it's not just with direct sales. You can think of other entrepreneurial things that women might do, um, like blogging. I know uh, you and I both met while blogging, and I have run into a lot of negative feelings from other people about Mm -hmm. bloggers because, you know, that's not considered a real business. But how many people do you and I know that make six figures blogging? So uh, that's a legitimate business. (laughs) But there's a lot of hobby bloggers, too, that just do it to share their, you know, what's going on in their family, what they enjoy doing around the house. And there's no, there is nothing wrong with that. Um, some of us get into these things for as more of a hobby, and then other people, you know, we get into it, other people get into it for a legitimate business, and it's just how we take it. And so some of it is even our attitude towards, maybe that's something in our culture that's kind of a sad thing, too, is uh, moms that stay at home, if they decide to work from home also, people don't always see it as legitimate, what their work is, <laughs> because it might not right. look like a real job, but you know, there are many women who work from home that are working their tails off both in the home and uh, through working from home and, um, you know, can make a decent income. And it it really can support the family budget. So it it is a great way to to do that. I know that I enjoy it because it uh, I make friends through it as well. And, you know, you being a stay-at-home mom can feel isolating. So um, being able to to make friends and get out of the house and do stuff like that is it's a fun way to do that. Um, and you so, have all that support too, with yes, other people exactly. that are doing the same thing. So it's almost like you're going to the office without really having to go to the office. You still have that camaraderie. Right, exactly. But the main thing when you were choosing a direct sales business to go with, like you had mentioned right at the beginning, was that you have to you have to choose a company and a product that you feel that you can endorse. Um, that you enjoy that product, that you can be passionate about, and um, and you have to educate yourself on that product. But the whole thing is to treat it like a real business. So when you're going into it, this shouldn't be just a gut emotional decision. If you're choosing to join a direct sales company and you want to do it as a legitimate business and not just a kit collector or a hobbyist, then it is wise to actually think of it and start it as a business. So think about your budget. Uh, There's a lot of direct sales companies that require you to put quite a bit down on their products. Um, So, you know, things like that would need to be thought of beforehand. Can you actually afford this? (laughs) Um, Some companies require you to make monthly, a monthly commitment to be able to stay active as a consultant. All of those things financially need to be thought of beforehand. Um, Is this sustainable? Um, And so as you 
as you think of this from a business mind, you also want to think of how are you going to grow your business? What is the strategy behind it? And uh, Rochelle mentioned how um, many times that your team leader, the company, will promote different strategies that maybe you're uncomfortable with um, or that make other people uncomfortable with you. Either way, you might need to, to rethink the strategy a little bit. But the, the main thing is that if you educate yourself um, in the product and then you use the product, then a lot of a lot of it is just going to be sharing your experience in, in a more organic way and rather than trying to shove the information down people's throats. Um, and sometimes you can, I, I think it is appropriate that if you have a good friend or family member that you say, you know, you're starting your new business and you, you say, hey, do you mind just to help me out and throw a party? I think that that's completely appropriate. And What's the worst mm -hmm. thing somebody's going to say is no, but it is totally weird and uncalled for to write people that you haven't talked to in 10 years and say, will you sell this for me <laughs> to your friends and family? It, that, that's just awkward. Um, and so it, it is just kind of finding that fine line between asking for a, hand, a handout from a friend, you know, just a favor versus asking someone that you haven't seen in a very long time to, without even asking how they're doing <laughs> and trying to, you know, find out what's going in their life, then they just feel like you're trying to just sell them something and you don't really care about them as a person, which is not how we want to act as human beings. So, right, right. I mean, and you've had that, that's what your experience was, right? Yeah, I think that I've had more experiences that were somewhat, like, like I said, negative examples that and okay. even when I've tried to join, like I've, I didn't really have, like when you sign up and I knew I was kind of, I even told probably, and see, sometimes you don't really know when it's you or when it's them or whatever. A couple of times I did say to the person, okay, look, I'm probably just going to get the kit. I'll probably never do anything. So I didn't really expect a lot of support after that, but there's been a few times that I did buy a kit and I asked you and I was never kind, but the person who recruited me never really contacted me after that. So there okay. wasn't a lot of support. I felt kind of lost. Or I've had negative examples where you've had people that, you know, do kind of contact you after, you know, not hearing from you forever or somebody who doesn't really, you don't really know them too much anymore. Or, or you see it on Facebook where they're nonstop talking about it, where they're talking about something and maybe you'll ask a question. And I, I, kind of understand that there was someone who I did not realize was selling a product. They were just talking about something. And I asked a question about, you know, like, oh, what kind do you use or whatever. That person immediately sent me a private message trying to sell me all these products. Yeah, I've had that too. That drives me nuts. Right. And I guess the biggest thing is just realizing if you're a legitimate business, how do regular businesses advertise for themselves? They don't stalk people on Facebook and, you know, drop their link in threads. Um, that's shady businesses that would do that. So you don't want to be, you know, come across as shady. And then <clears throat> you mentioned the friend that or the recruiter that didn't contact you. Again, as a legitimate business, if you're going to bring team members on um, your your team, you have to have management skills. And so there's a, if you're, I, 
you're not building necessarily an enterprise when you join a direct sales company, but you do need to have some business know-how. And if you're not familiar with that, you need to learn it. And there's a ton of books out there that you can purchase that will help you um, in blog posts and whatnot that you can find online that will help give you some of those business skills. But it's just it's learning good, proper customer service, um, proper team building and management skills. And then, um, you know, how to add proper advertising methods and strategies. And, right. and so you, you don't want to come across as a shady person that's just trying to make a buck here or there. You want to build relationships, and, and that's only going to grow organically. You can't force someone to be a friend, friend with you overnight. Right. And the parties can be really fun. I've never – I've held a couple of them for friends. And I'm never offended if a friend asks me if, you know, if they want, you know, can I have a party? You know, I mean, it's not something I normally do. It's not something that I normally really put time into, but it doesn't offend me for a friend to ask me to support them in their business because I do enjoy supporting people in their home businesses. And so it's not really an offensive thing. I think it's just poor form if you contact someone that you don't really know. I think another thing that I think is poor form is, we already mentioned contacting people that you don't really know about or, you know, you just asked a question and somebody immediately – and I, this was a question on somebody else's thread that I had that a different person PM'd me about. It wasn't even their thread. <laughs> it was somebody else. So I thought, okay, that's a little weird. But the idea that I had someone try to sell me something, it was Shakeology. And I have to say that Shakeology is actually a pretty decent product. I did spy it for a while. And I actually liked it. I mean, I don't think what I bought, I didn't taste very good because I had the vegan one. I guess it takes a little getting used to. But I actually do like the product. But I am one of those people that I just want to buy. I didn't want to sell it. I just really didn't. I, but the person that I eventually that wanted me to buy it from, she pushed me selling it. She, wouldn't, she would not sell it to me. She only talked about I was trying to buy it from her. She's somebody I knew. I didn't know. I approached her. Because she had this, she talked about it on Facebook a lot, and I don't even think that's a bad thing. To, I've seen a couple of them do that. There's nothing wrong with every now and then saying something or showing your shake. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it did cause me, because she sounded very positive about it, and she's someone that I just went to, you know, when I knew, but I didn't know her. We didn't see each other. But I said, you know what? I'm kind of interested now. So I contacted her, and I said, can you give me a link to your site because I wouldn't mind trying this out. I had never tried it before, and she went into this pitch about recruiting me to sell it. I said, but I've never tried it. I don't even know if I like it. I don't even know if this is something I want to sell. And, you know, and it was nonstop. So what I eventually did is I bought it from someone else because her only thing was I hope she learns from that experience. She only tried to recruit me. I could never actually just buy the product. It was weird. So I went to someone else that I knew that was selling, and I said, and she, she respectfully asked, you're not buying this from anybody else. I said, well, I'm going to tell you the truth. I did approach someone about it, but she wanted me to sell it, and I'm not interested in it because I've never tried it. I said, I've had like six conversations with her, and not once did she give me a way to purchase it. It was more of trying to talk me into selling it. I said, so it, it, would that be okay if I still buy it from you? Because I do notice that they are very respectful of if you already have someone who buy it, you buy it from, if you've been contacted. And I do appreciate that. That is really nice to see that a lot of these women are not cutthroat or trying to take people from each other. I'm sure it happens, but I've, I've noticed that a lot of these women are very respectful about those lines. 
And I said, well, that's, that's the only thing I get. I said, either, I said, I'm not going to buy it from her. So either I'm going to buy it from you or nobody. <laughs> because <laughs> you're the only other person that I know. So I'm either going to buy, because I really want to try it. And she knew I didn't want to buy, and she respected that. She said, and she, she said, she told me what the benefits were of selling. And she said, if you ever change your mind, let me know. You know, she's like, if you ever change your mind, if you ever decide that that's something you'd like to do, because she was very successful at it, and let me know. And I appreciated that, and I was very happy to buy from her because she respected the idea that it wasn't something that I wanted to, I didn't want to be recruited to sell it. And I noticed that a lot of them, one of the things that makes me cringe is not so much always the idea that they want to sell it to me, is that they're trying to recruit me to sell it, and I haven't even been a customer yet. And that's where I'm like, but I don't even know. And it makes me wonder that if you are telling me to sell it now, like, oh, just sign up because it's cheaper if you do it this way. Did you do that? Um, You know what I mean? It makes me wonder about this person. Then are they sincere? Because did they even try it before they start? You know, it does make me kind of wonder. It's like I I would only want to sell something that I would have a personal testimony for. And, and you know, so, yeah, so it does make me wonder. it, do you know the difference between a pyramid scheme versus a multi-level marketing company? Do you know what the difference is? I do not. I thought they were the same. No, they are not <laughs> the same. A pyramid scheme is actually illegal, um, and what it is is it has to do with the way the the way you make money. The majority of the money you make comes from team building. That's a pyramid scheme. Versus a multi-level marketing company, the majority of your money still comes from product selling. So it it comes across more scammy, really, if all you're trying to do is build a team and not sell a product. Mm-hmm. And building a team is a great part. It, oh of yes, no, and, and it's involved. okay in a multi-level marketing company. It it is okay to still have that team effect. Right. It's just that the majority of an income cannot come from that. Does that make sense? It's still for the company. It still has to be product selling. So is my understanding of the difference. So I think that, and that's a very sad experience that you had um, was, you know, for her to not even let you try the product before trying. Yeah, it was more like (laughs) trying to get me to buy, because, you know, often they give the kits at a a better price. Well, I already knew my history with buying kits and kit collecting. I knew I was not, (laughs) it was not for me. I was not going to sell something. I don't care what it would have done for me. I was not going to sell it. I would promote my person who, who I buy it from. I would say, you know what, this product is so phenomenal. I have someone who will sell it to you too. I would do that. But I would not sell it because it's just not my thing. I'm not very good at it. It's just not really what I get into, and that's okay. But I'm very happy to promote the person I'm buying it from. And I would have done that for her, but she didn't respect the fact that she's thinking that, well, it's cheaper if you do this, and all you got to do is sell a few of them, and yours is free. Well, that's really cool, but I'd rather just pay for it and not have the pressure. And, you know, I'd rather be that person for you because I don't want to do that. And so I think it would have benefited her more to have had a loyal customer. That seems strange. You would have, but I think that some people are still into the idea that building the team is where you make your money. And I've heard that. I've heard that a lot where people say, well, you make your money once you have people under you. That's when you make the real money. But I've seen a lot of women very successful who the recruitment isn't a huge, they'll recruit, but it's not the biggest portion of their job. 
they're really pushing their business. I mean, they're the successful women that I've seen are the ones that, though they may eventually get a team under them, they're getting a team under them after they've built up these relationships with people that then eventually say, you know what, I do want to sell. I, yeah, that is a great idea. And not like you're just constantly trying to get people, you know, because well, well, what uh, team leader would want some would want to recruit 10 people and only two actually sell anyway? <laughs> right, and that's what I was going to say is actually the only uh, the only profitable team building is when you're actually the same thing, building relationships, and you're actually building up a team that's working, not just collecting kits <laughs> because you're not yeah that and that but that's part of going back to if you're if you're building a business and if this is a legitimate business you need to learn how to be a manager um if you're going to have a team under you for one thing it's going to help it's going to benefit your income but think about you know if you're going to if somebody is going to come onto the job alongside you they want help and it's only right for you to learn how to manage well so that you can help them build their business. That's kind of the neat thing about these multi multi level marketing companies that you're you aren't just in it for yourself. You're in it you're you you are an independent consultant and so you are working a sole proprietorship business or whatever. But at the same time if you are bringing women alongside of you and building a team it's this kind of mini family and you get to know each, if you're doing a good job as a team leader, then you're um, building kind of a mini family and getting to know each other and uh, helping each other out. And so that's a, that's a neat aspect of it. That's a bonus aspect of it. So, you know, they um, say often in business that you are your brand. And I think a lot of times when people sign up to sell something that is a direct selling, they are, they live off of the brand being the brand. They're like, they identify as I sell this particular product and this product is going to carry me through because I'm relying on that brand itself. And I think that it would be good for a lot of people when they look at direct selling or if they're in direct sales to still not, not to shove away the idea that you're, you are still your brand. You are the exactly. one. You're the face of your business. This might be what you sell. But you're still the face of it for a lot of people, you know, for a lot of people that maybe have not heard of that particular product or maybe they've heard of it, but they don't have experience with it, you know, or they've had a negative experience with a, another salesperson or however it might turn out. You are still your brand. So don't rely on the script that they give you. They give you the script and it's a great tool because they're trying to support you so you get kind of comfortable talking and you can get those talking points down. But after a while – you should be able to make this your own. It should be yourself, right. and you're representing this. You come first. Because I'm much more willing to buy from someone who can be completely honest with me, and they're very, you know, they're not reading a script necessarily. They're honest. They're talking about it. They love the product. And, and you don't have to be in it for a long time. I knew a girl that she was selling on one of those jewelry things, and I went to one of her first parties. She was so scared nobody would show up. She was like, it's going to be my first one. I, I want people to show up. And to support her, we showed up. She she was very nervous, but it was so apparent that though maybe she it was a clumsy, it wasn't really terribly clumsy. She did a pretty decent job, but it wasn't polished or smooth because it was one of her first times doing it. But her passion for that product, her personality, made you want to buy from her. 
because she really loved it and showed you everything. She was so excited because she got to show you what she found exciting. She's like, I found this really cool, and this is why I wanted to sell it, and this is what I'm doing. And, and it wasn't so much, I want to sell it because I think it's the best jewelry in the world. She's like, no, really, I have a house that we're trying to buy, and this is one way because I really like this product that I think I can do it. It was a very honest answer. But then she showed all these different aspects and things that could be done and, and said, you know what, I know you. I think this is something you'd like. Have you seen that on that page? I think that that looked like something that um, looks like your style. And she was right. She knew who was at her party. She knew who she was dealing with. She, um, we were her friends, and she showed us a product. And even though, like I said, it wasn't the smoothest presentation because she was new at it, you don't have to have the smoothest presentation. She loved the product, enjoyed what she was doing. She was having fun, and we all had fun. And showing because showing passion and making connections is going to be ninety percent of your business. <laughs> making connections yeah. with people. And and knowing your product and having passion for it, all of that combined will make a powerhouse for a business. And because yeah, I know, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for for our listeners today. Um, you can actually go to our website, talkingmomtomom.com, and we actually and I'll put the link in the show notes. But I, we have a um, article there for you on how to choose the direct selling business that is right for you. And we actually go through these points and flesh them out a bit more about how to build um, your your brand and if you're a brand within a brand, as uh, Rochelle was saying, and how to choose, um, how to think through what company and product you're going to, to choose to go with for for your new business. And some different things along those lines of how to build your business and think through a strategy for it. And we'll be talking more about that in, in the months to come. So definitely check out the website on that. I'll have that link in the show notes. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a great resource because it's, it's a big, it's a big step to think about um, a business. And it's, I think direct selling is a nice way for someone even if you're introverted, a lot, that's been what I hear a lot of people that they're introverted, they don't think they can do it. But it's one of those things, you're not really starting it on your own, because if you have a good team leader, and you have other people that you can connect with, that are selling the same product, it's actually a nice way to get your feet wet into business. Because they do have, I mean, even though I said something about their script, they are a lot of these places, these direct selling companies, they're good at what they do. They're good at marketing. They are good at it. It's a great place to learn. You know, it's a great place to still connect with other people that are selling the same product and bounce ideas off of. So if you don't think that you're necessarily like, oh, it's a business, it's overwhelming, well, direct selling might be something you might want to think about because you will have more of a camaraderie there than if you just go start something out on your own. And it might actually give you a little bit of a boost to then go start something on your own. Right. And, and you know what? You, it's a nice thing to have in the background, too. It is, yeah. Coming up with your own product and your own, I mean, from scratch for your own business is, it's not easy. And you and I can both say that, I think, with confidence, that it is not easy yes. to build a brand all by yourself. So when you when you choose to go with a direct selling company, they already have a proven product usually. Uh, they already have a proven product. They already have advertising out there. They have stuff to start you. And if you if you do get with a good recruiter or team leader that can it can help you get your feet wet and get you out the door going, really all it takes um, 
I mean, I obviously can't promise success to just anyone, but having a commitment to it to see it through, you know, at least the first couple of months and actually do what they say will usually render a measure of success, at least to pay for your kit back, if not more. Right. Does that make sense? And so yeah. when I start something new, I'm like, if I just want to get paid back for what I put in. <laughs> right, right. Success if I do that. But, no, most of the time, you know, I'll see that, if you just if you put if you decide from the beginning you know what your reason is for doing it and you um put put effort into it to make that goal happen um goals are i don't know if everybody works on goals as much as i do but if i if i can set a goal in the beginning and be like i'm going to do this by this date that is super helpful to me so to make things happen yeah, I think that you have a little bit of a better chance of making, like if you're starting out or you want to um, make a little bit of money at home, you may have a better chance of making money a little sooner with a proven company than if you're going to go off on your own. Um, you know, you might have a better chance of getting a little bit more, as long as you're putting the effort in, it might be a little easier to start that way first. And we know a lot of bloggers that they are, they also sell little rose and other things, and they sell it on their blog, and people, and they sell it in their community, and so it's just another stream of income. So even if you start that way, it can be what you want. It could be a full-time income. I've seen people leave blogging to do it, and I've seen people that, you know, just have it side by side with their blogging or with another business, or if you have a business that makes sense, that you would also sell that. If you're a food blogger and you sell Pampered Chef you know, that kind of thing, or depending on what your home business would be, and then you sell something else that kind of supports it. So there, there's a lot of options. So I, I, Lindsay makes fun of me because I always have this very negative view on um, direct selling because of my past experiences <laughs> with it. And I have to say that I think that it's actually a brilliant concept, and I think it can actually offer a lot of people the ability to earn a living from home and it just needs to be approached properly. And once it's approached properly, I think that a lot of people will be really happy with it because it's something that you can do casually or something you can just put your full force into. So I, I think that's great. Go to our blog so you can read that article. And we are going to be covering a lot of different businesses, a lot of different avenues and options for women who are thinking of starting their business or even women who are already into a business help supporting them with branding and marketing. And that's what we are going to be talking about a lot over this summer and into the new school. We're still homeschool moms, so we say the new year when we mean September. So <laughs> at, least I, I, at least I know I still do that. I'm thinking new year, I mean new school year. <laughs> so, and if you have any questions, contact us at info at talkingmomtomom.com about this or anything else. Our blog is filled with things that encourage you as a homeschool mom and as a work-at-home mom, so we hope to see you there as well and on our Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com slash talkingmomtomom, and it's the two is the number two, just so you are aware. But we thank you for joining us again. We hope that this gets you a little bit inspired into, for those of you that are trying to figure out a way to make a little bit of money or a way to replace an income, we hope that this inspires you in that direction, and we hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. 
Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.